0: For the past 20 years, you've enjoyed the refreshing tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So in celebration of this milestone, we're bringing Baja Blast in stores nationwide. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. 2024 is the year of Baja Blast. In stores now, no purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 61524. Void where prohibited.
1: visit roberthalf.com today
0: aaron Rodgers injury fallout plus week two waiver targets next on fantasy football today in five welcome to fft in five i'm chris towers i'm here with dan schneier and we were planning on just talking about winners and losers from the bills jets game and some waiver wire targets but then four snaps into the game that all changes aaron Rodgers goes down with but the Jets believe to be an Achilles injury, quote Robert Sala, head coach. It doesn't look good. I mean, the, the ramifications of this are, are significant for the Jets, for fantasy, for the Packers, who needed Aaron Rodgers to play 70% of the snaps to get uh, a first-round pick back in that trade. Doesn't look like that's going to happen, but Dan, what I want to ask you is, Look, Brees Hall looked awesome. He looked awesome in this offense with Zach Wilson early last season. I think he'll be fine. Can Garrett Wilson be a wide receiver one with Zach Wilson as his quarterback?
1: I don't think so, Chris. And I think it's going to be a very frustrating year for those who invested heavily in Garrett Wilson. No, not by anything they could, you know, control, just bad luck. And we you did a great job going over for those who want to go over to CBS Sports. What Garrett Wilson's numbers look like was Zach Wilson last year and they weren't pretty. They were borderline unusable and Mm -hmm. I don't think it will be as bad this season, but I can't expect a major jump uh, considering it's a new system. Zach Wilson had very little time, if any with the ones this preseason and in training camp. So that's going to be something he's going to have to get used to. So I just don't see it happening this year with Garrett Wilson uh, without Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I was on CBS Sports HQ doing the postgame hit, and they asked me for my biggest winners and losers from the game. I sent it about maybe 10 minutes before the end of the game, and I had Garrett Wilson as the biggest loser. Immediately after that, he has that circus touchdown. Just unbelievable play by Garrett Wilson to bring in that touchdown. He had, what, five catches for 34 yards and a touchdown he needed an absolutely absurd circus play. Look, the play highlights his talent. He's an incredible player. He he might be one of the 10 best wide receivers in the NFL already. And maybe he can be a wide receiver too with big upside weeks and big disappointment weeks. But yeah, eight and a half games with Zach Wilson as the quarterback last season, 430 yards in those eight and a half games. Wilson just didn't look his way very often. It was a 21% target share today. Five of his 21 passes went to Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson just doesn't play within the flow of the offense very well. And that doesn't seem to work with Garrett Wilson. It's a really frustrating situation. But we'll move on to uh, the top waiver wire targets. And I asked Jamie Eisenberg, send me his top five. I'm going to give you – it's very running back heavy. But there's one interesting one that was absent that I want to ask you about. Top ones for Jamie. Kenneth Gainwell, 54% rostered; Gus Edwards, 36 Kyron Williams with the Rams, 11%. Justice Hill, 1% also of the Ravens, along with Gus Edwards. But however, Austin Eckler's dealing with an ankle injury, so that puts his status in Week 2 up to some question. He's a tough guy. He's played through injuries that we didn't think he could in the past, including at times last season. But Joshua Kelly looked really good in Week 1. This Chargers offense was running all over a very good Dolphins front seven. Joshua Kelly could be like a top 15 running back in week two if Austin Eckler doesn't play. Now, we may not know that by the time waivers run. Would you rather go get Kenneth Gainwell, Gus Edwards, Kyron Williams, or would you throw your fab dollars at Joshua Kelly?
1: I think I'd swing for the fences with Joshua Kelly. If Eckler does miss a game or two with the injury and he didn't return to the game, Kelly will be the highest upside of any of those backs. Mm -hmm. But I would say this, if it's not Kelly and we get early news tomorrow that Eckler should be fine. I'm looking at Kyron Williams, Chris. Yeah. I know it's going to be a hot hand approach, so there will be times. Don't expect to add Kyron Williams and have him save your season. There will be times where they go back to acres, but Kyron Williams was used in the red zone. He was used on passing downs. He got so many of the snaps and people didn't expect that. And he caught a little bit of hype last year. He, he snap likes him. Yeah, go ahead. He had more targets
0: than, or he had more carries than cam acres heading into the fourth quarter. It was 11 to 10. That was really surprising. The usage there Akers played four of the first eight snaps. He got the start, played four of the first eight snaps. Then it was 22 snaps in a row for Kyron Williams until halftime. So he was just the lead back there in week one. And that could be the case because there's just some weirdness between Sean McVay and Cam Akers. We saw Cam Akers get sent home
1: last year so. And I was That's- pleasantly surprised, by the way, with how the Rams' offensive line performed in that yeah. game. I went back and watched because I studied Puka Nakua for today's Beyond the Box Score show. And I got to say, this was supposed to be one of the worst or second worst offensive lines in the NFL. They were mm-hmm. literally trading for players from the Steelers at the end of camp. And yet they blocked really well in that game against a pretty solid Seahawks front.
0: You mentioned Puka Nakua, 7% rostered. I'm so excited about what he showed in week one, 10 catches for 119 yards on 15 targets. One of the best debut games we've ever seen from a rookie wide receiver, let alone a fifth rounder who garnered very little hype in draft season. But, you know, this is something Jacob Gibbs of Sportsline has been on all off season. He was a uh, Puka de not Jacob Gibbs, was a very high volume target earner during his time in college. Great after the catch guy. And Matthew Stafford looked like Matthew Stafford for the first time since that Super Bowl run. Remember, he was dealing with an elbow injury last year. Didn't look like himself. This week, he was throwing the ball downfield. He was confident. He was aggressive. Defenses are going to have to respect the -the over-the-top game with Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Puka Nakua. I'm ranking him as a wide receiver three for week two. Would you rather have him or any of those running backs on waivers?
1: It would be Puka Nakua by far for me. I went back and watched his film He got open on a crazy amount of routes. Mm -hmm. He got open on the dig routes. He also got open on a late corner route where he had to extend away from his frame and fight away contact, which was incredibly impressive. And he could have had another 43 yards and a touchdown Mm -hmm. on a vertical route where he got unbelievable separation with a great release off the line of scrimmage. He beat his guy. He stacked the defensive back. Safford just slightly overthrown. Yep. You got to feel like the next time that comes around, he's going to land it on him because they're going to have more time and more reps together. I was surprised at how much he played on the boundary outside. I thought he might play as strictly in the slot. I thought that was a really good sign because once Cooper Cup comes back, that means Niko could still be a big part of this offense could maybe even be like a Robert Woods type situation mm-hmm. old Robert Woods, Cooper Cup type situation here. I am spending a solid chunk of my free agent budget to get him this week.
0: I don't want to say how much I'm spending Same. because maybe people in my leagues will be listening but i will say in one league i've already put in a waiver claim for him i went 22 percent. okay I, I don't know if that's too bl- aggressive or you. not
1: aggressive enough i think it might land you him, but i think i'm gonna go even more i shouldn't well say now that.
0: you know <laughs> that's why i didn't want to say it i don't think you're in that league but now i know who i have to compete with in my other leagues all right that's gonna do it for fft and five we'll see you tomorrow